we've been hacked. People's personal information, their, their credit cards, their, their passwords, they've all been compromised. Eh, nobody cares about that. It's not a big deal, guys. It is a massive deal. How do you not understand this? Hundreds of corporations have been hacked in the last few years and no one gave a shit. Name one. Equifax. Name another. Target. Name another one. PlayStation. Name one more. Yahoo. Another. Marriott. One more. eBay, Uber, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Home Depot, Facebook. God damn it. Fine, we UPS, get it. UPS, Chase Bank, Tumblr, LinkedIn, AOL. Hi. Welcome everyone to the June edition of Pausable Deniability. Millerman, can you believe we're already into summer? It's halfway there or something by the time this month ends. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, to show you how the sausage is made, we are recording this in May because we, you know, edit it and produce it, quote unquote. So it's, you know, it's not technically June while we're talking, but when you hear this, it will be June. And of course, summer doesn't officially start until what, like three weeks into June or sure, something. But sure, exactly. I, I like to view my seasons on a strict month by month basis, right? So to me, summer is June, July, and August, right? Okay. All Fall right. is September, October, November. It's like quarters, okay? Even though it's still hot as balls in September. It's true. You're you're absolutely right. But we're and in just, Texas, just I roll mean, October too. So exactly, exactly. But then you know, winter is December, January, and February, and then spring is March, April, and May. To me, in my pea brain, those are the seasons. You know, I agree with you. One hundred percent. Calendar may disagree, but that's how I view it. So I always looked at you know Memorial Day is kind of the kickoff. Of summer. So summer, sure, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't get in the pool until after Memorial Day. That's exactly the rule. summer is like a Memorial Day to Labor Day thing. It's like Memorial Day yeah. kicks it off, and Labor Day can't wear white after Labor Day. That's it's right. Not, it's not nice. No, Halston would not allow it. But uh, I just thought of him because my wife was watching the Netflix Halston. And speaking of watching and what we're watching today's uh this month's episode i should say is about a show that we are both watching and enjoying you know we've done a tv show focused episode before on ted lasso or actually that was on assume the that was a different podcast it sir. was that's kind of how we started this podcast under the lukewarm tall boy umbrella yes but still the lukewarm tall boy parasol if you will which if you had one yesterday your head would be much less burnt than it oh, is right it now. is it is so burnt right now <laughs> and it's so warm to the touch i hate that oh but, uh, Mike, a little aloe. You need to slather an aloe all over that. Yeah. But we did talk at length about Ted Lasso when we did our um, TV shows of 2020 episode. Yes. And yes. Uh, one I think we may have briefly touched on is one we were going to focus on tonight is another in the Apple Plus TV network channel streaming service, weirdly named, that uh, is Mythic Quest, which... Speaking of weird names, they smartly decided to lop off the colon Ravens banquet off of after season one. And now they're just calling it Mythic Quest, which really they should have done from day one. Right. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm sure they had their I'm sure they had their idea of why they wanted to do it that way. But I mean, it, it makes sense when you watch that first season. But to carry on into a second season, it, we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll be talking about the show, <laughs> but Something that you're avoiding and I'm avoiding is something that we have to discuss. And Bob, that is how fat we are. Yeah, I'll just I'll just start off because you know I've 
been, you know, kind of pleased that when we started doing this, I think our first weigh-in was the February episode. And every subsequent month since then, I've been down. Sometimes very little, you know, 0.7. Sometimes, like last month, 4.4. Hey, that's great. Well, guess what, folks? That train went careening off the tracks this month because despite some positive early signs, things did not go well here the last week. This weekend in particular, I was off leash, so to speak. I, oh, no. I'm up four pounds, Millerman. Three of oh, those okay. since yesterday. You know, it's all water weight. We caught you at the wrong time. We're recording on the wrong day. It's water weight and the fact that I drank beer, yeah. plural, last night yeah. and Friday night. And Well, I did see your Twitter that kind of, of mentioned that you were feeling no pain at one point. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I'm a lightweight. I'm the world's heaviest lightweight. And uh, I just, you know, had a few and I was happy about it, but the scale was not. And so I'm Listen, more- side note, I'm sorry, but but for those of you that, that want to see the result of Bob's drinking, I need you to follow Lukewarm Tallboy on Twitter so that you can see when he's posting. <laughs> Are you That's referring all. to the tweet that said something to the effect of, I'm not drunk, but close enough that I'm tweeting, I'm not drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. When I you're thought, right I on that you precipice, the stage. you have the self-realization, the self There is no way that is a word. <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm feeling it, but I'm I still haven't have it together just enough to be able to tweet this. Sure. Before sure. I just fall off the cliff. But yeah, so I'm up four pounds for the month. So I'm 288.4. Now, when we started our journey back in February, I was 291.4. So, so you're still down. I'm down three pounds, but meh. I mean, that's not what we're we're shooting for here, Millerman. And I honestly until about a week ago, or even just a few days ago, I was down even more. I was, I, I've been this month in general had been pretty good, but this last few days was not, and it's all shot to hell. So I'm, I'm, listen, I think it's water weight. I think it's uh, the beer retention. The alcohol is soaked into those cells, but give it a couple of days and you'll be peeing it right out. No big yeah, deal. Yeah. I just, I like for the official recorded on air weight to be better. I'm not happy with this. So how well, about you, I'm right Millerman? there with you. So, um, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what it's been about the last month or so that has caused it, but I'm going to go ahead and, and say that I'm up as well. I don't okay. even remember what my number was last month. I'm sure you can tell well, me. I can tell you, but what's your number right now? It is 264.4. Okay, Millerman, you're going to be very pleased to learn that you are up a whopping 0.2. Last okay. month, you were 264.2. Okay. So you are holding steady, my friend. It is not the what you had feared. Well, it is, it is to me because same as you, I had been down further earlier this month. Even as a week ago, I was down. So the problem is, I think for me, I haven't like kind of like you yesterday, my kid had some baseball games and so, you know, had some food and and then today had some pizza and some beer and some ice cream. Okay. But I think one of the reasons that I'm up as well is that I've been running more. You're building I muscle. Have, I have been running more, yes. And I think I'm building back those muscles in my legs. And muscle has weight. But yep. the positive thing, and you're going to see these uh, benefits shortly, is that muscle burns fat. Melamide. Right, right, exactly. So yeah, more muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat and burns more calories. So the double effect of that 
The other thing that I'm doing, and I've been, I was going to do this last year, but so you've been to Miller Manor off to the side where the pool equipment is housed. He really there's a little have shed. a side yard, people. He has a yeah, side there's a, there's a little, there's not a shed, but it's a little covered area. So the, the pool equipment is covered. He has and, pool and pool equipment. And over in that, over in that little side room, the outdoor side room, I am going to throw down some of that like three quarter inch foam and put a weight bench over there. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've been, I've been looking at it. I've been looking at Academy. I've been looking at Amazon. Oh, so you've done an Academy run. I have, have done an Academy <laughs> run. Unfortunately we didn't win the world series. So, um, it's, it's a problem, but I did do that. And, uh, I have an idea about what I want. I think I'm good. I've, I've come this close to purchasing it and I haven't done it yet, but I'm about to. So that'll give me more incentive to go out there and throw the weight around a little bit. That's good. I also have, I don't know if this is anything to do with the gain, but yesterday morning, our uh, mutual friend and mutual fat guy, Gary, wanted to do a morning workout where he's bought these sandbag. Well, basically it's a sandbag duffel bag thing where there's all these different exercises and you pick up the bag and twist and lift it and all these things. Wait, 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 wait. Is it a, is it a relatively thin bag? Like, I don't know, three or four feet long or something. Yeah. And it's black. Yep. Dude, that was on Shark Tank and I came this close to buying it. Oh, okay. It's got handles on it, like on either side and everything. Yes. Yeah. 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 So he got that. We literally filled the bags with sand. There are four 25 pound bags. It's like a, you know, modular. You can add them as you go. Oh, wow. Okay. We're starting with the 25, you know, work our way up. Lots of soreness today. Lots of jelly leg going. Lots of excruciating pain when tempting to bend over or stand up. But um, we'll see. We'll see if there's benefits from that. But as of now, it's just no. I stepped on the scale this morning and like, man, we're recording today. This is not good. I've been down as low a couple times this month as 282, and I'm really just trying to get back in those 270s. It's been a while, and I just cannot quite crack it. Still struggling with that, Millerman. I got faith in you. I think you can do it. Setback, but we're going to say temporary setback. And for you, this is not even really a setback. The point two is the muscle. You're on track. Yeah, that's it. Point two is the muscle. That's what I'm talking about. On a positive note, we talked a lot about Ted Lasso over the past year on and off air. And one of the things we both enjoy about that show, not only is it hilarious, but it's a very, you know, positive kind of, you know, uplifting type show. And there's another show on that same service that is also very hilarious and at times is uplifting. There may be a little bit more interspersed, good natured, but still all the same kind of mocking and teasing of people. It's Mythic Quest on Apple, created by a couple of the folks from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie Day and Rob McElhaney. And Rob McElhaney is one of the co-leads of the show. It's like a hybrid of The Office with some Silicon Valley thrown in there because they're at a video game company. And I watched it and loved it and kind of told you about it. And you've come around on it, haven't you? I have. Yeah. I mean, so your experience with it is different than mine. I'm going to bet. I only watched it on your recommendation. And I have to admit that I struggled in the early going. 
So when I first started watching this, I didn't get it at first. I watched those first two episodes and then I probably didn't watch another episode for a few months. We had done a podcast, we had talked, and for some reason you had talked about, they have a special episode, the quarantine episode, and we'll get yes. to that in a minute. Anyway, one day Melanie was doing something and it's kind of like how I got into Ted Lasso. She was off doing something. I didn't have anything to watch. I knew you loved this show. It was one of your what top five for the year. You had loved it so much. And I was like, I've got to give this a shot. I'm just going to try to get through the whole season so I can say I've watched it. And so I turned it on one night. Now I'm playing on my phone, but I've got it on and I'm half paying attention to it, right? So third episode, yeah, okay, whatever. Fourth episode, yeah, okay, whatever. It's not bad. It's not good. I'm not I'm not hooked in, but I'm sitting on my phone and I'm like, wait a second, this must have switched. I must have accidentally clicked on something because this isn't the same show. I literally had to stop it and say, oh, I must have clicked on something else. And I backed out of it to make sure that I was on it. And then I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, I'm still on Mythic Quest. They don't ease you into that episode. No, there's no, no, not at all. There's no. no, they just drop this episode in. <laughs> and now I'm fascinated by this. When are our people going to show up? Like exactly. what is happening? What does this have to do with the show? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm watching it. And Bob, I'm not kidding. I think I texted you immediately when I finished watching this episode and I was like, all right, I don't know what's going to happen now on the rest of these shows, but I'm in. And it is all because of this episode that literally has nothing to do with our main characters. It is a tangential tie-in at best, but I swear to you, I think it is the best 35 minutes of television I've seen in a long time, and that includes all 10 episodes of Ted Lasso. It stands up there. That one episode, I'm telling you, Bob, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought that that one episode of TV would have made a brilliant season of a TV show, and they did it all in 35 minutes. Yeah. They cram a lot into it, for they sure. They really do. And and I know, you know, for the people that haven't watched it, they don't know what I'm talking about. Literally, you don't even have to go watch Mythic Quest. Just go watch episode five of season one of Mythic Quest. And that's it. You don't even have, you don't ever have to watch anything else if you don't want to. But I'm telling you right now, I think that 35 minutes was the best episode of television I've seen in a very long time. See, Millerman, when we put this episode online, I want to be able to do like we did with Ted Lasso and tag Rob McElhaney and the creators and the stars and they're going to hear this and say don't worry about the rest of the series still watch episode <laughs> no. five all right, all right fair so, enough we will get back to now how much i love the show because okay. i did watch this right and so this episode saved the series for you yeah once i saw this episode i was like okay i don't care what happens the rest of the way i'm in because now i don't know what's going to happen on any episode you'd mentioned the quarantine episode but then they also had a special episode right before season two started that was technically not part of season two where they come back to the office and have their annual festival or whatever the uh, Everlight is that what it's called? Everlight yes Everlight yeah I agree with you about the episode you're talking about I also think those two special episodes between season one and season two were really outstanding for the most part I've really enjoyed what I've seen from season two okay so you mentioned the two special episodes so they there were nine episodes in that first season once that was done as far as I know they didn't have a plan to do a 10th one, but quarantine hit and they do a special quarantine edition and it is incredible 
incredibly heartfelt, which you don't expect. Right. That was the first episode where it was like, I really started making that Ted Lasso connection. Yes. Them going for that heartfelt, emotional connection. I think I read something that Rob McElhaney and the, the creators decided to do that episode because they wanted people on the show to be able to work during the pandemic, that they didn't want them to be stuck not working on the show for all those months so that they came up with how can we do a, an episode during the pandemic and maybe make it about quarantine. And I think at that point, there had been a handful of other quarantine, you know, Zoom-based special episodes. I know Parks and Rec did like a reunion thing that way. And there was a couple others. So it, that was another challenge they had was how do we do do this and not just copy paste and replicate what's already been done from two or three of these other types of episodes that have been out prior to that. I watched it the first time and the last three or four minutes are so incredibly funny because the whole premise is we're trying to get one person at the top of a Zoom chain to get a chip to the person at the bottom of the Zoom chain and they do it in a domino effect. Yeah, like a Rube Goldberg type thing, yeah. And it was, listen, okay, I don't know how long that took because I assume that for the most part, those people were probably at their homes and and you had to get like prop guys and stage guys to tell you, okay, well, this is what you need and this is how it's going to work. And what a line. Listen, it was fascinating. And it was so great. And then when everybody was waiting for CW to pop on or whether he was going to pop on and he does, huzzah! <laughs> my God. Best I character laugh. on the show, in my opinion. Yeah. What happens when the shovel is awarded? It must leave the bosom of this fair maiden. Then what might the hero gaze upon? I am so utterly and completely confused. Breasts. No, that part's clear. What is his uh, <laughs> that real is name? The actor known as F. Murray Abraham. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did he ever do? What did Murray Abraham ever do to you? Well, he never did anything to me, but apparently the residents of El Paso, where he grew up. I texted you when I found this out. For some reason on my mind, F. Murray Abraham is one of these guys who's like the British actor who does a lot of these American roles. No, he was born in Pittsburgh, but he grew up in El Paso where he was in a gang as a teenager. What the hell? I just read that and I immediately had to text you like the guy from Amadeus, this classic, you know, he's like in the rarefied air of like Ben Kingsley. Like you think he's a sir or something like he's that high esteem of a thespian, you know, this guy. And he was a gangbanger in El Paso. It's hilarious. So yes, F. Murray Abraham, his character is hilarious. He's kind of like a George R.R.R.R. Martin type of figure where he's this, you know, formerly a Esteemed, I guess George R. R. Martin is still esteemed, but he's basically at this point a washed up, you know, fantasy or sci-fi author who is just struggling to maintain his creative output. And so now he's kind of been relegated to creating storylines for this video game. He's just, he's not politically correct at all. He's hilarious. He's like, there's part, a little bit of creed from the office to this guy, but he's also got kind of a little bit of the bombastic ego 
to him. So it's just a very inspired character. I love it. I mean, obviously he brings a gravitas to it, even though, and that's intentional, but you talked about, you don't have a big love for the character of Joe. She's intentionally the way she is. The actress does a great job. It's just, that's such an aggravating character because she's just wreaking havoc. I love it. And I think the Everlight episode, I have never laughed more at the entire (laughs) series than in Everlight because there are two things in Everlight that I can think of right now and I just start cracking up. Fireball! (laughs) Bobby throws a fireball at Ian and he catches it and he just wings it back at her and she's got the two best Pratt falls. She (laughs) falls over backwards and then she has a dot on her head where this ball is This big red welt from where the ball hits her, yeah. I mean, every day I paused it. I was laughing so loudly and so hard. It cracks me up even thinking about about Poppy yelling fireball and just getting whacked in the head. It was very funny. And then when Joe says to him, I'll get my kills. I can bathe in the blood of my victims. And Ian says, honey, you can drink it if you want to. I I don't know why you would. You could rub it in like a lotion. Hey, don't worry. You'll get your kills. I'll get my kills. Joe Bear, your body count is going to be massive. I mean, countless by the end of this. Okay, don't worry. I can bathe in the blood of my enemies. Honey, you could drink it if you wanted to. I mean, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Now, that episode was probably my favorite Joe episode because of how into the fighting sequences she got and then the death right. that was hilarious yes that, that was classic so. i curse you all uh, yes. man yes quarantine episode and the everlight episode back to back so now i'm trusting the creators of the show because i don't know where it's going to go and at the end of the day you talked about how it's kind of a mix of the office and uh, silicon valley one thing that i read was you know it's really about the dynamics between the characters right it, it doesn't yep. have anything to do with the setting. You don't have to like gaming. You don't have to like anything like that to understand these characters and those interactions. And now I've gone back and I've watched and I laugh because I do understand these characters better now. I think you're absolutely right about the setting. You don't have to love or even know much about video games, but I do think the video game setting does provide some of the jokes and the humor. A lot of this humor is related to the video games and the process of creating the video games. But even that being the case, you don't have to go in being a big gamer or knowing a lot about it. it you'll figure out why it's funny, especially Danny Pudi's character, whose monetization, he's trying to figure out ways for them to capitalize financially on different aspects of the game. I found out who uh, bought that overpriced sword thing of yours. It wasn't a Saudi prince. It was some old guy who lives in a trailer park or something. Crazy. Wait, trailer park? How do you afford it? Must have been his life savings. Holy shit, that's it. Okay, it's not about taking a million dollars from a billionaire. It's about taking that last piece of cookie from a man who has nothing else. I wouldn't say nothing, I mean. It's about taking our player's last dollar. No last penny, no last fraction of a penny. Micro, micro transactions. Wait, nanotransactions, no one's safe. No matter how poor they are, that is why I do this. Danny Pudi from Community. Community. To me, that seemed very authentic. Like I can imagine that is a real thing. Yeah, I mean, the characters, we talked about CW, you know, Rob McElhaney's Ian, the huge self-absorbed Chris Chris ego guy. You said we had this. You promised me you wouldn't push it. There isn't, we don't, and I lied. You're, you're fucking me. Yes. 
You're fucking me. But I'm not enjoying it. it. It's I for the game. It. I knew this was It doesn't happen. make me feel better. He does it so well, so well. But he's also so obviously insecure, right? Like, I mean, right. just massively so. But he, it, he masks it in and overcompensates in it in this bravado and how he comports himself and the attention to his, like, physical form and everything. And the Poppy character is hilarious. They're not going to make dicks, Ian. You give the public a shovel, they dig dicks. You give them a pen, they draw dicks. You give them some clay... Definitely gonna sculpt dicks. Ian, would you please tell my assistant to get into the booth? Oh, I don't tell women what to do. I allow them to make their own choices. The guy who's the boss, David. David, uh, yeah, yeah, David he's, Hornsby. He's also not a regular, but a recurring character on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's this character called Rickety Cricket who starts off as a priest who they basically Spoilers. abuse, not physically, but more emotionally kind of into becoming a homeless bum that becomes a addict. Oh, you guys! I'm working on my moves. What moves? For my musical. I'm writing a musical, you guys. It's about life on the streets. Archangel has to live on the streets and fight crime. What? That's great. Where are our drugs? Yeah, the drugs. Oh, I sold the drugs. Good. Give us the money. Oh, now. Spent the money. Spent the money on these sweet-ass kettle drums. Look at these. Those are trash cans. Trash cans, cricket. Oh, these are trash cans? Uh, then why do they sound like this? You sold our drug money on two garbage cans? No, 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 no. I did some too. Yeah, we can see yeah. that. Is yeah, there we any can see that. Is there can any left? Yes, left? there is some left. You guys are yelling like crazy and I can't compute. Oh, don't do all of it though, because I still got to write the seventh act. It's kind of all up here. Cricket, come on, back to the bar. Let's yeah. go. I'm not Let's going go. anywhere without these kettle drums. All right, bring your trash oh, cans. Oh, yeah, don't forget the trash cans. I'm not bringing the trash cans. Watch this. Watch the crack addicts, though. They will cut you. Believe me, it's funny. It sounds horrible, but it's... <laughs> so to see him in this role where he's this, you know, basically the human embodiment of Ned Flanders. Hi, ho, neighborinos. The same mustache, the same, you know, demeanor. And the HR lady, who isn't in every episode, but the one that she's in. Look, what matters is that eventually you matched up with Carol. Carol. Yes. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And she's a human being. Right. You know? That's, that's, that counts. She's that's, got a pulse. That's good. Right? David, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I could not dislike you more or be less physically attracted to you. <laughs> yeah, Carol. My gosh, she is hilarious. They need more of her. More Carol. I think it was Sepinwall or one of the big reviewers was like, yes, more Carol. I mean, we haven't even touched on the testers. Dana and Rachel. They're incredibly good. They're kind of what drive both in reality. They're kind of what drive both the quarantine episode because they're the ones that want to pass a chip to each other. And then in Everlight, they form a duo. I really love this show and I'm glad that you have come around to embrace it. I think more people should give it a chance. I think people are starting to find it and realize it's a good show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's already back for season two. Ted Lasso doesn't come out for another couple of months. Yeah. So it's got some lead time there. So there'll be basically an entire next season. There'll be two seasons already out when the second season of Ted Lasso premieres. So all of these people that are joining Apple Plus because of Ted Lasso and what they've heard, maybe they'll find Mythic Quest. The cast is phenomenal. The writing is phenomenal. Some of the things that I've read for season two is that it's better than season one. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with any special episodes. I've, I've, I've heard there read is that they're a, going to be there's two. There's a CW flashback episode I heard. Okay, that could be amazing. They've bought enough credibility with me that I'm in. Whatever they want to do now, I'm, I'm along for the ride. So I'm glad that you talked about it. I'm glad that you sold me on it. I'm glad that I came back to it. I, I owe you all the thanks for that because, yeah, 
it's worth it. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. Glad to have you on board Team MQ, Mellerman. We always end the show with the intro of your dad or the outro, the outro. with your dad. The outro. The outro with Correct. your dad, Ramblin' Roy Miller. Well, see you later. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a good ending. It's a good ending. I like that. This is Ramblin' Roy Miller reminding you to keep it country and so long for now. Pausable Deniability is a production of Lukewarm Tallboy Studios. Oh, Mike.